Hello, and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your sexy ranch hand co-host, Calden S. This week, episode 306, we're going to answer a Malcolm Rush question block, go in-depth in a Thread Dead Redemption, and talk about some news. Origins is changing dates. Howdy, howdy, let's get rowdy. <laughs> first try (laughs) beautiful beautiful man uh you guys don't know it but i i did like five takes trying to get that intro right this week uh the we're not vibing that's just that's just where we're at. Uh, Let's just me say this. Calder went in depth. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I can't. Speak. Literally, only the I, two of us know that joke only now. Only the two of us know it, and it's what that's well, that's that's what an inside joke is, Simeon. I'm gonna try to yes. reverse this podcast. That uh, totally screwing up. Dialogue for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Heroclix singles and seal products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Calm, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, joining me in the studio, as always, is my good friend, co-host, Nemesis, Simeon Bruce. What's going on, Simeon? Oh, you know, just growing my beard out. Oh, wow, me too. I'm uh, measuring it. I stand next to the wall mm. with like a little chalk, and I measure the length every day. Really? It doesn't change fast enough, so it's no. just like one solid line, line right now. Line. Yeah, so it's going to yeah. be a really dark line. You should probably wait a little bit in between measurements. You should. you should do like a week or something like that. Like a week goes by, you know. Like parents don't measure their kids on the, the door, whatever, way, doorway, every single day and like make a thick black line. They do it like every month or so, right? So do it like every week of... Uh, <sighs> Of however long you're gonna be doing that, I'm. Uh, I can't really grow a beard, but I'm just not shaving because I'm not like seeing people in person. So there's just no reason to anymore. Which means yeah, yeah, it's just give up on life. It's basically <laughs> not life, just uh, appearances. Oh, on yeah. Your appearance, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't have to keep still shower and uh, yeah, still you know sh- you don't want to smell up yourself. Wait, but we can, we can shower. I was just I was just gonna keep doing deodorant and uh, cologne until. Until some of my family noticed. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Is that is the beard measuring what made you happy this week? Is that what we're going with? No, no. What okay. made me happy okay. this week was I went with my one of my best friends to the Humane Society earlier today, and I saw a dog adoption happen. So they they got a new dog. It's a real rambunctious up. He's two years old. That was fun. I played with him for a while. Do you know what uh you know what kind of dog it was? The like the breed. Uh, they said boxer mix, and I was like mixed with what? And they said it's a boxer mix, and I was like okay. <laughs> wow. So it such, is something. I mean, information. it's clearly not purebred boxer. It doesn't have like the stubby nose and like the the high legs like a boxer does. But mm. um, he's he's a good boy. Okay, right on. And the dogs the dogs good too. Jeez, <laughs> like my it took me like a second to process. That was terrible. All right, no, right on. That's pretty cool. Uh, this week, um, it's we're taking a break uh from Doom, and 
and that video game didn't make me happy this week, uh, but a different one did, is I played a lot more uh, Team Fortress 2 with my little brother. It's like the only game we bond over, only game we both semi-care about. I love Team Fortress 2, play it till the day I die. Um, and it had like a server crash earlier this week. People were using leg bots and stuff to just like ruin the game. It was basically unplayable for two days. And that's when I realized, I'm like, wow, what if they don't fix this? Valve is so lazy. They, they don't care about Team Fortress 2 at all, so they don't like support it at all. Like they do their other games, even if they half support their other games. Um, and I was like, wow, that would really suck. Like what if Team Fortress 2 is just like it ends and I, I never played it again. And that's where I had that, that realization where it's like, yeah, I absolutely will have regrets about my life if I didn't play enough video games. Because people are always like, are you really going to sit back and look at your life and be like, man, I wish I played more video games? Like, yeah, absolutely, 100%. I still have 100 achievements I haven't unlocked in this game. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I want to play more video games. No, ah, oh, very funny, very funny, Simeon. No, there's 500 <laughs> achievements in this game. Oh wow! I've been, I've been playing since 2012, and I'm like, man, I'm I'm slacking. I know, I know, I should have more, but I so I still have a PlayStation 3. I haven't upgraded since I got that. Um, I'll check occasionally if I really want to like depress myself. I'll check and see like how many hours I've logged on like each individual Ooh. game, and there's some that are like approaching the 300 hour range. Nice, nice. It's uh, it just doesn't make me feel super. That doesn't good make you feel myself. good, dude. I love it. Like the hours is to other gamers, it's like a flex, and it's like, oh yeah, well I, I just I have fifteen hundred hours in TF2. It's like no big deal. I know people that have like three thousand hours though. But like then I think to myself, yeah. I've wasted fifteen hundred hours. Yeah, but it, was I've got it a waste if I like had fun. No, no. Two hundred eighty-nine in Skyrim. And I haven't even beaten the game yet. Are you like I, I stopped doing the main quest like so long ago that yeah, I have yet to like see what the end even does. Oh my gosh. Like games been re-released so many times. You think you would have you would have beat it. I I hate games like that, by the way. Like I wanna like I wanna know the story and I wanna railroad it. I almost always I don't I don't like the idea of getting sidetracked in a world. Someone's like, Oh explore the world, it'll be fun. I'm like, no. Absolutely not. Let me oh, see, that's why, story. that's the exact reason I play it, is, oh, really? okay. like, I want to, like, follow the guy that grows cabbage, and Jeez. see what he does for, like, five days in a row, what is the cabbage and be like, NPC ah, do? interesting, like, you know, interesting little, uh, life you've got here, <laughs> you life. sleep a lot, you sit at this table for an absurd amount of time, I don't know how you get any cabbages planted, I've seen you in the field once, <laughs> in these five days, so... Wow, you're really gonna call this guy out on his on his his cabbage farming. Uh, but yeah. all right, that is we're a HeroClix podcast <laughs> apparently, or so <laughs> I or so I like to think. Um, the banter might get out of hand, um, but that's okay. It's my show, uh, so shut up and listen. Um, I don't mean that. I love you, generic person listening. Um, Thank you. Let's make eye contact, hold hands on the bus. Uh, let's <laughs> let's social distancing, Calder. Yeah, so, sorry, sorry, no sorry, hold sorry. sorry, sorry, sorry. We can't do any uh, romantic, romantic such and such. Uh, let's go ahead and go straight into the news, shall we? Uh, I already apologize for how lax this podcast uh, is going to be. More so than usual, I guarantee. I'll try to bring the rowdiness, but um, we're going to see what happens. Uh, before we jump into our own personal news, which is arguably the most important, uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about Origins. Now, WizKids already said they're not going to be at Origins this year, uh, or at least 
Origins in June, when it was still planned for June, June 17th to the 21st, uh, they were like, all right, we're not going to go to Origins. Uh, we can't, whatever, get organized enough, blah, 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 the world's ending, some, 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 stupid, stupid, stupid. So they're like, here are our new dates. We're going to have Worlds, no longer September, whatever the original thing was. We're not going to do Nationals, whatever. Worlds is going to be the 9th through the 11th in October. And everybody's like, oh, cool, sounds great. Uh, and then Origins said... Well, that sucks to be you then, huh? Um, and Origins officially rescheduled uh, their event from June to the 7th through the 11th of October, uh, eclipsing Heroclix Worlds. Now, I really just go to Origins for Heroclix events. I imagine you do too, Simeon. Yeah, that's 95% of the reason, um, which is enough to make me not go if like Heroclix isn't there, Right. for sure. So, I wasn't going to care about going to Origins anyway if Heroclix wasn't there. But I do like, you know, going around, taking pictures. Uh, I buy, I try to buy at least one board game, one or two board games whenever I go to a board game convention. Because it's like, you know, when in Rome, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I normally uh, either don't play that board game for a very long time, or it becomes one of my most played board games with my family and friends. So, I am, I just think it's hilarious. Like, WizKids finally... They they do what we want them to. They announce dates in advance, and then one of their biggest conventions they normally go to uh, eclipses. I I guarantee Origins doesn't care. Like WizKids, they don't care that they're over the WizKids thing. I guarantee they probably didn't even know it was happening that weekend, something like that. Yeah, WizKids is like uh, not even one tenth of Origins. Yeah, um, like they definitely have one of the larger like booths set up. But I don't think like they're one of the biggest draws. Um, they got that big ball thing, you know, the big whiz kids like ball they hang from the ceiling, man. They got all that oh, pole, yeah. all that origins pole. For sure, it is gonna be sad because uh, I do like the con atmosphere that Origins has. Uh, I like like walking around on Sunday and playing random games that people are making and you know, like prototype yeah. kind of stuff, playing stuff that's not released. Um, and I enjoy like you know going to like the different. Like I, that's actually where I got my wallet that I have right now is from Origins. Some dude does like leather work and oh, brought yeah, his yeah, yeah. like little spoons. So I do like like the cons and stuff, but um, I think if WizKids was to decide between hosting an event at a con or at their own like self-made thing, I think they've got to go with their own self-made thing yeah, like every time. Absolutely. It's just a much better atmosphere for like everyone that's interested in their products. Absolutely. Um, I don't think WizKids is going to change their date because I can't imagine Worlds when we don't have a Nationals uh, being much later in the year than like it already is, right? I, I mean, they're going to do like a Worlds Nationals mix, whatever thing. Um, but still, I can't I can't imagine it's going to go much later in the year than that. I know they had it uh, at the end of November one time, but I don't think they would change that date just because Origins is going to be the same weekend because I think they know all the Heroclix players are still going to show up. Like, there might be one or two people that maybe just prefer other board games. And if, if so, then they weren't competitive players anyways, and they don't really care if they miss Worlds. It doesn't really matter. So, so yeah, it's just weird. I just I just find it funny. Like, I imagine, like, a WizKids employee, like, saw them change the date, like, right over their weekend, and they're like, really? We announced the dates early <laughs> one time in our entire lives. We finally are on top of a situation, and this is how we get repaid. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks. That doesn't mean somebody somebody calm Kenny yeah. Pena down. Yeah. yeah. He's frothing at the mouth <laughs> right now, writing <laughs> angry letters. Nuts. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, that's fun news. Let's go ahead and move on 
to our news. The m- more important news, uh, what we here at the old Dial H studio are doing. Simeon, do you want to you wanna take the head on this one? Yeah. So we decided, since it's kind of like a slow point in like clicks everything right now, yeah. that uh, – and everybody, you know, everybody likes some gameplay footage and stuff like that. Me and Calder are going to start doing what we're calling Calder. Thursday Throwdown. Uh, we're going to start playing sets – from the very first HeroClick sets and work our way up to modern. And so we'll take it one set at a time where each one of us will build out of one set. We will allow the community to vote on like one figure or maybe two figures. Just depends on how many people vote. And uh, by voting, we're just going to do, we're going to like throw it up on Facebook, Twitter. Um, People in Discord can comment in. And whichever gets the most mentions or the most, like, thumbs-ups, likes, whatever uh, the Facebook things and uh, Twitter things are, whichever one gets, like, the most attention, that is, like, the figure that we will build with. And we will, I I guess we, I mean, we decided we'll allow resources and stuff as long as it was in that set. So you'll get to see some old, like, ATAs and battlefield conditions, possibly. And it's just going to be kind of goofy stuff we were looking through like the old dials and there's a lot of like 14 defenses a lot of like Ooh, i guess yeah. a couple 12s Ooh, yeah um looks like the the average roll to hit is about a four or a five for old stuff so it'll be interesting and uh if least, you like yes. if you didn't play back in the day or you just want to like see if you want to like a refresher of like what the figures looked like we were we're gonna try and do that coming thursday absolutely so are we gonna plan on putting up the poll to vote on thursday are we gonna put that up earlier and then have it on thursday i yeah i haven't decided that i guess tba yeah i'd say like we we put up the poll for this one now or like soonish yeah and then we play it on thursday and then when we're done with our game we put the poll up for the next one so every subsequent Thursday, gotcha. you'll have you'll have the game dropping, and then you'll also get the information cool. for the next one at the same time. That sounds good. I like that. So to kind of put it in perspective, the ones you'd be voting on, we've pre-decided this, and then we'll switch uh, every other kind of like universes. Um, I'm going to be playing out of Infinity Challenge, and then Simeon is going to be playing out of Hyper Time. Hyper Time. Hyper Time. Get hyped, because it's time. so to take yeah, on the infinity of this challenge. If there's a figure that you really love from the set, or if there's like a like resource or like uh, equipment or something that you really love from a set, or if you really hate a figure, if you want us to like see the very worst figure that that set has to offer, then you can vote for that and potentially put it on our team and then you will get us you get to get to watch us fail while using it, you know. If you want to put like cheetah on my team and she has like a seven attack uh five defense i don't know something like that i mean if you absolutely want me to play uh this hulk that has a banner click and then when you finally get him off the banner click he has an eight attack super strength with no movement attack and a 14 defense with toughness and one damage (laughs) uh then yeah absolutely let's do it it's the most voted for i believe you said if you comment an answer and then if you like that comment it's like you don't want to have to type out that answer again but if you just like like that comment it's basically saying i'm also voting the same as this guy so if someone says saber tooth hobgoblin boom that's basically like you like that comment you're basically also voting for it 
Sound good? Yeah, and then we'll count that as two votes, the comment as one, and the like as one as well. Yep. As long as it wasn't liked by the person that commented it. Yeah, and I then... know this. Yeah, I'm trying to rig the system. We're not Don't we're not double blind. dip it. We'll be able to tell. Yeah, yeah we know so, yeah. computer. We, we sort of know computer, apparently. <laughs> A little bit. The old Lappy 3000 is... Ain't what she used to be, boys. So, but yeah, so we're going to do that. Once you get the recording and everything figured out. So we have some Heroclix gameplay on the YouTube channel for you guys. And that should be real fun. Uh, anything else, Simeon, you want to touch on before we move on? I don't think so. I'm really excited to go through some sets that I never went through before. Absolutely. And uh, build up to like a 200 or 300 point team, whatever it is. And then I'm going to be really excited when we come down to like the stuff that I like started off with. Like the like Flash and Wolverine and uh, Iron Man, Ooh. like those original sets. I'm gonna be really excited once we get there, and somebody's team has like an Iron Man power battery, whatever it's called. That's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the Mandarin. Yeah. Something. The ring it's, thing. Uh, yeah. I know it has a name. I it's, I know it's not power battery. It's something else. I can't. Power plant. Out. Power plant. Is there it is. It? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Cool. yeah, power plant. That's what it is. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. I just really hope that when it comes down to the first set I ever played, which is the Captain America set, I, I hope I'm not stuck with um, the Green Lantern set <laughs> when that comes around. <laughs> if it's like, um, oh, and if a set is a Fast Forces, we'll just assume. I know they're different in HC Realms. Uh, we'll just like lump those together, the Fast Forces and the set. So, yeah. Yeah. Did that sound good. And Let's then at the very end, we can do all the con exclusives throughout all of time. All the con, yeah, that sounds good. That's a good uh, finale there. Con exclusives. Yeah. Ooh ah, ooh ah. So, all right, fantastic. So let's go ahead. We're gonna get really excited for that. We're gonna go probably put up that poll sometime after this podcast, maybe tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump into Thread Dead Redemption. Friend, I just wanted to play. Now first, we ain't friends. Don't make no mistake on that subject. Secondly, he can't hardly see living on reach. The reason ain't ever been one of our strong points to either was seeing I do just fine. I had a lot of trouble with this one. Um, we tried a new intro this week. It really, this, the, I didn't realize that this was much of a, a tongue twister as it was. Not good. Not good for me. Uh, the thread we're covering this week, Simeon's pick. Marvel set list, X-Men Apocalypse Wars uh, by Dr. Channard uh, is the person who made this thread. Um, what a guy. What a guy. Silver donor, this man. Good man. Join date, October 2013. What a cool guy. Spin around guy. the block. Spin yeah. around the block. Spin around the block. I'm going to go ahead, like we did last time in our last thread at Redemption, read his little spiel he has here, and then we're going to go through a quick rundown of the set list. This thread is not complete. It has, I don't even think all the uncommons are made yet. No, yes. Okay, so it has about half the rares. Is that about right? Yeah, it ends, uh, I think it ends a little bit over halfway through the rares. A little over halfway through the rares. So, so yeah, he's he's at like 53 out of 90, plus the, hasn't made the uh, Colossals. Some of the Colossals, yeah. The resource, then, uh, uh, some of the resource styles and the Fast Forces. So, so yeah, almost, I, I'd say over halfway, but Fantastic. yeah, just right in the middle. Now, this gentleman has made several sets. He's done Hunted Inferno, Secret Empire, Dark Reign, and Evil Emerges for his past sets. Ooh. Gentlemen, Dark Reign's a good Excuse run. Me. 
Um, let's go ahead and do the rundown. He says, uh, Marvel set featuring your favorite big blue Egyptian mutant. Uh, I was trying to think of something really dumb to say here. Like, ah, oh, the other big blue Egyptian. No, it's it's Apocalypse. Apocalypse, is, I think, is the only big blue Egyptian mutant. <laughs> uh, and his horsemen, ex-heavy villains, a plenty, uh, roll in for the set list alongside a sponsorship by the Roxxon Corporate. This this kind of threw me for a loop is the Roxxon Corporation involvement. Didn't throw me for a loop as much as the next one, which is a little gamma leak. So a Hulk <laughs> sub-theme in an X-Men set. I don't Sure. Anyways, sure. Yeah, I can do yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> featured in the set are micro resource dials, which are included into certain figures while also capable of being freely assigned uh, if the prerequisites are met. He also has a new team ability, which is Clan Akaba. I don't think I have any characters with this team ability. This is basically like an apocalypse team ability for apocalypse I do, allies. Yeah, I do have one. You do? Uh, the team ability is yeah. willpower, protected outwit, but only for willpower, except it's all caps protected outwit, uh, comma. Only targeting willpower. Very weird. So the full sub-themes are Horsemen of Apocalypse, the Clan Akaba. I hope I'm saying that right. Roxxon Corporation, Factor 3, Hellfire Club, Inner Circle, Hellions, Mutant Force, Mutant Liberation Front. Uh, the common rundown, he has a lot of generics. He's got like Mr. Sinister, Cl- oh, I'll just read them all. Apocalypse Robot, Assault and Battery, Wild Child, Burner, Lifter, Shocker, Slither, Changeling, Grim Reaper, AMB, uh, Roxxon, Operative, Cypress, Diamond, Lil, who... Uh, Vladiator, Blob, AMB, Lady Deathstrike, AMB, uh, Sandstormer, Ball, Forearm, Mr. Sinister, Deathflight, Slay Black, Berserker, Agent, Peeper, Mr. Sinister, Clone. Uncommons, I don't think I'm going <laughs> to read through all these, but like uh, of note, the Uncommons, he has Apocalypse and a Prime. Um, he has Phantom of Phantom Bats of the Twelve Minds, The Executioner, Pestilence, Famine, War, Bushwhacker, uh, Reaper, Unis the Untouchable, making a hot return to Hero Clicks in this set. The rares we have the Whisperer, Subject B, which is the prime of that, Ozmandias, Black King, White Queen, Genesis, Mentallo, Lord Deathstrike, Empath, Mutant Master, the Roxxon President Jones, Banshee, Scalp Hunter, making his return to Hero Clicks, uh, except he was called uh, John Greycrow, I believe, because they can't, I don't think, they, I don't think they want to print the word Scalp Hunter on a Hero Clicks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dakin, Sangre, the fittest, and Mastermind. The Super Rares is kind of where it gets good. Uh, he has Sentry, A and B Prime. Weapon Omega, uh, Abomination, Game Master, uh, Death, Famine, Pestilence, War, um, and then a Beast. And those are the really good primes. The Chases, I don't know what he's doing for the Chases. This is what really throws me. Uh, the Chases are Captain America, Winter Soldier, Daredevil, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, Punisher, question mark, question mark, question mark, and Apocalypse. I have no idea what this chase theme is in this X-Men set with the Avengers chase theme, or Avengers-ish a chase theme. I don't know if these people were sometime in comics, Horsemen of Apocalypse. I didn't know he went out of non-mutants for Horsemen. Um, so it's just very weird, this Captain America, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel. Yeah. The Captain America Winter Soldier combo, like right off the bat, makes you like, yeah. like any other Marvel set, I could see it. This one in particular seems very, very out of place. Odd. but Very odd. Um, but uh, we don't have any information, so it might true. be that's something true. that makes sense. It doesn't mention that in his uh, set blurb at the beginning. Uh, this is a set that's like the Mighty Thor, so it, it's, really, it's a little weird because it's still like a full 90-figure set, but it also has a single Colossal Super Booster. So the common Colossals... Now, these Colossals have rarity. So in Mighty Thor, they didn't have rarity. They all had a flat rarity. Um it's very weird these Colossals have a rarity, especially since it's only one per brick anyways, since that's already their rarity. Um, but here we are. He has Common, which is Modular Man and War. Uncommon is Genocide and a Roxxon Bio Asset. 
Uh, his rare is War and a Kilgore Sentinel. The super rare is Prosh and Red Ronin. And then the Chase, yeah, Chase Colossals uh, are two different apocalypses. And that is kind of a rundown on the set list. So let's go ahead and jump in and check out some of the dials. If Simeon, you want to go first. Yeah, Talk so I think your first pick. I skipped over figs that had a resource dial attached. I don't know if you did or not, but um, the resource dials were kind of similar to what Supreme Intelligence did um, in a way. So I, I went ahead and skipped them. But they just got really wordy. So the first figure I picked from this thread was one of my favorites in comics. It is Lady Deathstrike, real name Yuniko Oyama. That's an old uh, an old Wolverine flame. That's oh, why yeah. I like her. Yeah, she's got the, the kitty cat claws, except they're real long and creepy. And, <laughs> and adamantium. Yeah, didn't do didn't do great in the uh, the movies. Uh, she kind of oh, had no. like a ten minute appearance, no. so that was. Um, but this she, one, there's a cool fight in, scene in X two though. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, but that it ended in X two. <laughs> sadly, yeah, that's true. Um, so she comes in at number fourteen A in the set with the Brotherhood of Mutants team ability, zero range, 95 points. She's got Assassin, Robot, Martial Artist, Brotherhood of Mutants, X-Force, Reavers, Descendants, Thunderbolts, Purifiers, and Weapon X. She gets around just about as much as Wolverine. Uh, she's been on like 100 different teams. She pops up anytime Wolverine's like facing off against somebody. Sometimes she actually helps him. So let's look at her dial. For 95 points, you get Indom. Uh, so she's got plain boot symbol, plain fist, indom, and standard damage power. She ignores hindering and elevation for movement, and she has one trait, cybernetic enhancement. So she has traded blades, claws, fangs, and regeneration, which is always something that I like. Um, she's six clicks deep, which means that you've got a pretty decent chance of rolling uh, regeneration at some point. Not a lot of people can hit you for seven nowadays. She starts with a 9, 11, 18, and 3. Her attack is blank, but she's got that Blades Claws, her whole dial, because it's traded. 18 defense with combat reflexes and 3 damage with close combat expert. Her speed power for her first 3 clicks is stealth, sidestep, and charge. So with a 9 and sidestep, that means she has an effective range of 7. I always like that. That's fun combo. Um... If Lady Deathstrike attacks a character while she is occupying Hindering Train, she may use Precision Strike. So it gives her a little bit of a bonus there. Uh, he also did Flavor Text for their standard powers. So the Flavor Text for her sidestep that she gets for her last three clicks is Kill the Wolverine. And her Combat Reflexes is Fueled by Revenge. Um, she On her last two clicks... She gets exploit weakness on her last three, and then her last two, she gets a special defense power, which is power, while adjacent to a friendly character with the robot keyword, KO Lady Deathstrike, and assign that character the SO101 Deathstrike Consciousness, which is a resource. And then her close combat expert is Martial Master, and her exploit weakness is Impale, which makes sense. She's got these long finger claws, so she can impale people with them. I just like Lady Deathstrike. Um, we haven't had one since, I think, Wolverine and the X-Men. Wolverine and the X-Men, yeah. Yeah, it's been a while, so that was that was why I picked her. Uh, just 
a classic, um, like a definite sealed pull that you'd like play. Uh, the stealth plus a twenty defense for close attacks. Mm-hmm. Most of her dial is um, nineteen to twenty for close, and most of her dial is real solid. Um, I don't know if you'd use like the the KO thing when she has traded regen. I yeah. usually like to keep my ninety five points on the board. Yeah, but I mean, depends on what you're what you're dealing with. She I suppose she would be like great in like a battle royale sealed format. Just oh, yeah. her, her insane reach and stealth and ignoring elevated and hindering is awesome. Like, this is a great... I think it's a really well-done, well-made figure, honestly. And I like his idea for the Prime. It's also, like, perfect for her. I didn't know this version existed, but it's like a Day of the Dead kind of looking Lady Deathstrike. Yeah. She's got, like, skull paint. And it's just, like, it's Lady Deathstrike but repainted, which is exactly what... If you do Primes right, and that's, like, a cool way to do it. So, I totally dig the style. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely check out this thread, because... We're barely gonna. We're not even like gonna scratch the surface. We're like, uh, we're literally just picking about six figures out of over a hundred, yeah. and there's a ton of cool stuff in here. It just gets a little wordy, so we're not gonna get into that stuff. Yeah, more to be made too. Um, I had a pick. My first pick is zero zero seven Slither because it is the the token putting in a random. Uh, member of the Serpent Society in a set. Only just just one member of the Serpent Society. Can't have more than one. Just just tossing one in there, even though they kind of don't seem to fit very well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just I just really dig that this is it. Uh, as far as Serpent Society goes, he has flight. So when you're not carrying five with Sidewinder, he can go ahead and fly. He's 50 points. He has Brotherhood of Mutants team ability. He has Assassin, Brotherhood of Mutants, Secret Empire, Mutant Force, Serpent Society, and Masters of Evil. A lot of good keywords here. I am unfamiliar with him in the Brotherhood of Mutants, uh, but I do know him in the Serpent Society. He has only one special thing. It's a special speed power, which is plasticity, which for Serpent Society is like, yeah, they they kind of all do that, bud. Um, But his is when an opposing character rolls to break away from Slither, they must roll twice. That's that's pretty... I actually enjoy that. Uh, For 50 points, uh, he has a whole dial of in-cap, no special combat symbols except for flight. Uh, shape change top dial. Combat reflexes top dial. No stealth or anything. He has, of course, sneak attack. Sneak attack, excuse me. Uh, which is phasing teleport. And if he does, he moves three squares or less. After actions resolve, he makes close attack, which is cool. You know, he's real simple. I think 50 points might be a little much for him. Uh, he seems very familiar to the Bad Girls Inc. Serpent Society figures they made for the Deadpool and the X-Force set. Um, but he's not terrible. He's just not he's just not great. But he is a servant society person uh, that's in this set. I didn't know he was a mutant, which is very interesting. Not a lot of uh, mutant snakes that I know of. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. He has, you know, a good <laughs> significant appearance in Captain America uh, three hundred and forty four, which is where the, the president is turned into a snake, where um, what's her face? Madam Hydra releases this like snake poison in dc and people just turn into she literally puts chemicals in the water that turn the freaking people into snakes guys it's pretty it's pretty fun it's pretty good i forgot about that um yeah she so uh in 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 addition to uh the flavor text for the standard powers which you don't always see in these he also added like yeah significant appearances for each Mm -hmm. character so yeah some of them make sense to me cool and some of them are just like a random appearance where I'm like, I'm sure if I read that story, I'd be like, ah, oh, yes, this figure makes sense for that particular story. 
but some of them I'm like, the, I don't even remember that one. And speaking of that, that that brings me to my next Somebody one. don't remember. Which is uh, Dr. Rot, number ah. 039. He is an uncommon in the set. Uh, real name, Bentley Newton. So if you don't know Dr. Rot, he's kind of like a Dr. Frankenstein kind of dude. Um, in several like issues, he's messed with Wolverine's brain. He like gets in there and does like wonky stuff, and like Wolverine's like always been able to stitch himself back together. But the mind is a delicate thing, and so if you mess with that too much, it's hard to repair the damage. So this guy, he's got six range, no team ability. Uh, keywords are scientist, animal, test subject, monster, and rot family. So keep those uh, the generic keywords in mind for this next trait. So for 50 points, he doesn't have a whole lot on his dial. He's got some bland combat values. He's not an attacker. Nine attack, one damage, his whole dial. He's got stealth with seven speed and 14 defense with mastermind. So he's a very behind-the-scenes kind of uh, guy. But we'll see why he's worth 50 points. Uh, he has three traits. First one is, you're part of my family now. During force construction, characters who share a generic keyword with Dr. Rot gain the Rot family keyword, but may only use theme team bonuses while it within range of Dr. Rot. So, if you have a monster squad, an animal squad, a scientist squad, they can all be within six range and use theme team probs, and it's during force construction, so it becomes a named theme team. So, I mean, yeah. That's pretty much all that does, but it's still kind of fun. Uh, second trait is the machines in your brain help me. That gives him support and perplex, but only to target characters with a shared keyword. Dr. Rot does not need range or line of fire for perplex when targeting a character with the Rot family keyword. So again, if you're on a monster animal scientist team and they're within six, he can use that perplex because they have the Rot family keyword. Uh, then he's final trait is all in the family power choose a bystander as described on this character and place them in a square adjacent to doxter rot max four so i don't know he put max four which means you'd be able to make the four same one multiple times yeah, yeah. Uh, i don't know if like that's what he wanted but that's what is down so we're gonna go with that um he does have a special attack power, which is Brain Bomb, Energy Explosion, hit characters, possess Battle Fury until your next turn. His mastermind is called Blood is Thicker Than Water, and his leadership is TV Rots Your Brain. So hmm. the main reason I went over this guy is I like bystanders. That's one of my favorite things. Uh, Dr. Rot's done some of my favorite like Wolverine comics. They're usually one or two issues long. He's not like a big... He's not a big deal. Um, Wolverine usually takes him down pretty easily. But his whole like twisted family that he has with him is always fun. And speaking of his twisted family, one of those four bystanders that he can spit out is Charlie Chainsaw. He has charge blades and an 18 defense with combat reflexes. So an 8 speed charge, 11 attack blades, 3 printed damage... He does get the Rot family keyword, which most bystanders don't get any keywords. So all four of these will be able to use Theme Team Prob if they don't have an action token. Um, so that's Charlie Chainsaw. The next up is Nurse Fester. 
she has uh, it's just a support character with stealth 14 defense with defend and a one damage support with a nine attack so you'd be able to drop their defense to a 14 then you just have to roll a five to support them and that's always fun on a support character. She has a trait that is prepped clone body. If a friendly character named Dr. Rot is KO'd, instead place him on his starting line adjacent to Nurse Fester. So as long as you can spit out a Nurse Fester and she's still on the board, you'll be able to keep Dr. Rot alive. Um, the third option is Bailey Ann. With six range, this figure comes in with running shot, psychic blast, he gave her the sharpshooter ability, which would just be improved targeting out of adjacency. And the sharpshooter give you hindering? Uh, no, you just shoot while basically, or is that a basically out of adjacency. Yeah. So yeah, just out of out of adjacency, which would be great if you uh, if someone's got reducers and you spit this out adjacent to them, you can still shoot at them. Uh, Eleven for three with psychic blast, eighteen defense with toughness. And then the last one is my favorite. That is Flesh Puppet. Uh, it's got... It's just a generic kind of tie-up piece. It's got plasticity, blades with an 11 attack, 16 defense with toughness, and 1 damage with shape change. But it does have a trait that says Mob 4, which is the old style of uh, like Horde tokens. If you played a lot of tokens back in the day, you'll know what Horde tokens are. You can stack them. Uh, they have autonomous, the flesh puppets do, free. When flesh puppet makes an, a close attack, you may unstack the mob and place the bystanders adjacent to the target of the attack. So you can stack these guys up to four, and then when they make an attack, you can free action, spit out three other ones around the target, and now they've got plasticity all around, they've got shape change all around, and if they ignore that, they've got 11 attack with blades all around. So pretty cool stuff nice. um for a 50 point like uncommon i i think there's not a lot to dislike about him uh he's just deep enough where you couldn't kill him with a well-placed energy explosion or a pulse wave or anything like that uh, unless it was single target pul pulse wave yeah. i guess but um yeah mastermind makes sense on him i just like how thematic he is i like how they bring in all of his family members without just taking up a bunch of room in the set for people yeah. like Charlie Chainsaw and Nurse Fester. Um, but yeah, all iconic characters that I really I really dig from uh, some of the, the weird Wolverine comics that didn't really have any actual plot. <laughs> yeah, no, right on. I think my only, like, kind of a minor gripe about this figure is that style of figure isn't really an uncommon you know, it's like a rare or super rare, really. Well, for sure. Figure makes like a bunch of bystanders like that. So, and for the sculpt, like this is a figure where you'd really want that like super rare quality of sculpt. Um, so he's like a scientist. Uh, he's always got his face covered, and he's always covered in like dirt and grime and blood and stuff. So this is a thing where you could have his whole family on the dial with him. Um, Ooh. But we also had a Mr. Sinister that spit out four different people, and yeah. his sculpt was pretty basic. It's just him. So. Just a little cine, cine boy, old Essex. Uh, I'm going to move on to the Roxxon Operative. 
Uh, so this is a character I had to choose because it is a 55-point generic that automatically starts with a 5-point resource dial, which means that it must come with an extra little mini dial with the figure. It's not like a figure turns into a resource like Penguin. It means it probably comes with a dial itself because this is like a single base figure. I He has all these little mini resource dials that are kind of like, they feel like, um, like what Simeon said earlier, Supreme Intelligence, but they're all single dial, like Penguin style dials. Um, and I, I, I think this idea, especially when you don't get a choice, when building your force, this is the trait, uh, when building your force, choose a friendly character with a shared generic keyword as this character. The character gains a Roxxon Corporation keyword. Oops, that's the first one. Sorry. Second one is Operation Finances. A Roxxon operative begins the game with the RD01 Roxxon payroll assigned to their characters. So, uh, their sorry, their, this character. So, every Roxxon operative you have now has a resource, which is going to be really annoying to keep track of. Um, it's not a choice. It's just he begins the game with the payroll assigned to them. So I don't know if you also have to pay it. It doesn't say for free. It just says whatever. So I assume it's a 60-point bystander with a 5-point resource you have to pay for. So if you're playing this guy, you have to use his resource. I think this this just seems a little flawed to me, The whole all the resources this guy gives them. It's cool. It's creative. I get it. But like a resource on a generic just seems kind of terrible. Yeah, I, especially yeah. since it's a common and you're going to pull... Yeah, you know, if you buy a brick, you're gonna have like five of these, and then you've got five yeah. extra resources, or you field all of these guys with the resource, and then you have to keep track of each resource on each one. Yeah, it's, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. <coughs> Sorry, don't know, don't know where that came from. I didn't have any bat soup recently, so I don't know what that could have been. That's a. <laughs> I don't think it's awkward. Seen... It's awkward to have allergies right now, and it's I do. So, so bad. That's the first like I've always time had I've hay fever, and yeah, I've been sneezing like crazy, show. and people just glare at me. Yeah, I know. It's like you've done something wrong. All right, sorry. Let's get into the Roxxon operative here. Underworld team ability. That's fine with me. Range five, fifty-five points. Roxxon Corporation assassin, spy, and brute. Stealth the whole dial, four clicks long. Precision strike the first two clicks. No defense power at all. Starts with an eighteen, goes down to a sixteen. Leadership, first two clicks. Enhancement, last two clicks. That's it. So there's no move and attack. It's very bland. What does the resource style give him? So you have to choose. Budget for the job. At the beginning of the game, choose a starting line. The equipped character gains the combat powers and modifiers shown on the dial. When a power from the dial is used, move the dial forward one click. When the dial hits a KO line, remove it from the equipped character. Each of these dials... um, so one is Experimental Anti-Rifle, one is Stimulant, and one is Sneaking Suit. Uh, they're all three clicks long. You move them forward, so I assume you start uh, from the bottom. Um, so let's start with the... Uh, let's go to the first one, which is the Experimental Sneaking Suit. It gives him Leap Climb, so now he has Leap Climb and Stealth. That's a little bit better. Um, but then the Sneaking Suit gives him Stealth. Shape Change. Uh, I already have Stealth. Sorry. Um, so it's kind of useless to choose this one. Uh, if I already have stealth. I think instead, the figure should start with maybe running shot or leap climb, and then the experimental suit gives him stealth and shape change. That would just make more sense. Uh, it also, second part of the trade is power. Line of fire to this character is blocked until the start of your next turn, even if the resource dial is removed. So, so it's a power action to block line of fire to save my my 60 points. Yeah. Uh, it's just a little weird. I'm sorry, it's just a little weird. Um, that reminds next- me of the generic foot techs. Um... I think it was Turtles 3 that were like in, they were like that translucent kind of like figure. 
you could power action to give them a token that meant they couldn't be targeted or like shot at from range and they got like a de- a defense bus boost yeah yeah boost and the problem was like you had to give them a power action they didn't have indom and neither does this guy and yeah. then next turn like when you're protected you either push to like move adjacent to a character or you clear and then like you you basically just have like a very useless but protected generic piece yeah I don't I'm not in love with the sneaking suit probably won't choose it next up is the second one which is the experimental anti-material rifle which I don't know once again so the figure already has um, sharpshooter right so the only special compatible that has a sharpshooter uh, the experimental rifle gives him sharpshooter again uh, range seven characters got five so it gives him plus two range uh, then it has power, precision strike, with improved targeting, ignores hindering terrain, energy, uh, shield deflection. So I what assume, attack power does he start with? Uh, so he already has precision strike. That's his attack power. <laughs> it's it's a it's a useless resource. Um, but it also I mean the resource expert. is separate, so you could potentially put this on like this other people, Hawkeye or whoever. Yeah. But for this figure, but, as yeah, far as game for this design particular goes, figure, um, something that is made for this figure should just work also with other things. Um, it shouldn't be half the things are useless for the figure it's made for. You know, you shouldn't. Your first thought shouldn't be. And I'm not trying to rag on this guy. I'm not making this set. Whatever. Um, but I don't think your first thought should be I'm gonna make a resource for this figure, but I want it to be good with other figures. Instead, you should be like. How can I make this a good resource for this figure and then worry about how it works to other people? Like, its main thing is going to be on this guy. You can't have half the powers useless for him, you know? Like, he already starts yeah. with this, this pseudo-resource on his normal dial. So it's kind of like a, useless, a resource doesn't really do anything for him and that he has to start with, which is just a real bummer. Um, the it's only a figure action, I can think of so weird. that Stealth Suit would actually help is, like, a mortal Hulk who can charge oh, sure, for free. Yeah. So you could power action to block line of fire and then also charge. Five points um, for stealth and shape change is awesome. Don't get me wrong. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. That's great. That is sweet. But for this guy, it doesn't help him a whole lot. Yeah, it doesn't make him worth his point cost yet. I'll, I'll assume it's just power, precision strike with whatever targeting, and then ESD. I'll assume he means he has it for the rest of the game or something, because there's no reason to do a power, power action. And then, oh, I just have precision strike in... Like, I can't make an attack this turn. I already did a power action. Whatever. Um, then his last one gives him Perplex. Uh, this is the Experimental Stimulant. So, uh, and then a special defense power, which is damage dealt to this character is reduced by one. And it is and is applied after existing defense modifiers. Power, modify the equipped character's combat values by plus, by one. Just by one. But I assume by plus one. Uh, which gives what him existing perplex. modifiers does he have? <laughs> Absolutely none. <laughs> Oh, okay. So he, like, he he has toughness now. So he's got toughness, basically. But for five points on someone that has invincible, you know, sure, great, that's awesome. Oh yeah. Uh, but for this guy, it just it just gives him toughness and perplex, which is probably the one I would I would probably go with, honestly. Uh, but fifty-five points for stealth, toughness, perplex, and leadership is not it's not great. Um, I was really hoping uh, when I saw this figure, like, oh, he's fifty-five points. For four clicks with no reducers, it's like it's really bad. Um, and I was hoping that maybe, maybe this resource made him like really good, 
It definitely doesn't. He's bad. <laughs> it's it's not a very good generic. No. It's not a very good figure. Um, but for but five I, points, this resource points, is this broken resource on is, almost is every broken team. on anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's I not a terrible idea for a resource. Our, like, it modern... kind of sucks that every time you use it, it's, you can basically use it three times and then it's gone. You know? So right. that's like the balance for the resource. Um, but yeah, like I love... Like, a lot of those other guys' dials were tough. And it took me a long time to find a dial I really didn't like. But this Roxxon one really stuck out to me on just... It's not good. It's not good. I'm sorry, man, but it's not good. All right, go ahead. We, yeah. I, I poo-pooed on the Roxxon guy. Too. <laughs> All right, so the last figure I'm going to cover um, for now is going to be Genesis. So for those of you that have kept up with like modern comics, this guy appeared originally in uh, the Uncanny X-Force, I believe. This is Evan Sabiner. This is Apocalypse Son, uh, Young Apocalypse, uh, Teen Apocalypse, whatever you want to call him. He does come in with the Clan Akaba team ability. So that gives him willpower and protected outwit against willpower. He has six range. He comes in at 40 points. He has the armor, X-Men, all new X-Men, X, X tracks. I don't know what that is. And X-Force keywords. Um, more X keywords. Yeah. We have to throw that in. Yeah. Apparently I haven't followed uh, X tracks. Uh, so he comes in with a nine attack on his first three clicks with eight speed flight and sidestep on his first three clicks uh toughness on his first three clicks with an 18 and 17 17 and his first three clicks are two damage with uh shape change so he's got one trait uh this this is basically like proto apocalypse imagine like literally teenage apocalypse the x-force when they first found him they were gonna kill him because they were worried that he would grow up to be apocalypse and like that's how that's how powerful he potentially could be so that's what he is um but they took him in instead and there's a a fun little uh deadpool moment with him if you want to like look up evan and deadpool you'll see like the comic panel where deadpool climbs in through his window and leaves him a gift um so his first trait is what I am fated to be, Genesis begins the game with one action token and may only clear one action token at the end of a turn instead of all action tokens. Hmm. He has Sidestep, which is Rookie. That's his. That's a flavor text on it. Ready for Combat is his last two clicks, and that's Running Shot. He gets some Psychic Blast on his last two clicks with 16 defense and Super Senses. His Psychic Blast is Celestial Energy, and his Super Senses is repulsion aura oh, uh his Bruce toughness repulsion aura too yes yes i do I, it's an area of effect <laughs> at really least is. six Every feet time I have to sit down, um, like, oh, oh my god <laughs> um yes i cannot deny it uh he has a special attack power on his first three clicks with his nine his nine attack and that is molecular molecular uh, creation and that is, choose a standard attack power, and Genesis may use it for this turn. If Genesis is adjacent to a friendly character with a shared keyword, give that character a power action, and Genesis may choose a second attack power. So this would only be good if you wanted to stack, like, Precision Strike with something, because mm -hmm. most other powers don't really stack anymore, at least for attack powers. Um, you can't Psychic Blast and uh, Energy Explosion. You can't TK and you know, anything. Um, but it's a cool little pick a power kind of thing. Uh, 
His shape change is called Reformation, and then he has a special damage power on his last two clicks, and that is Changing Fate Leadership. When Genesis uses leadership, all friendly characters within six squares are considered adjacent. I hate late. I hate late dial leadership. Um, his is very decent because it's a forty-point figure with a lot of good keywords, and uh, the all friendly characters within six are considered adjacent. Thing means that he doesn't have to be like right in the fray to like potentially remove action tokens. His significant appearance is all new X Men number nine. So I'm guessing this is a later version. You know he's. He's already been in a few fights, um, okay. as opposed to his first appearance kind of thing. But yeah. uh, I just, yeah, I, I like the Apocalypse stuff, and Evan was always like a cool, like, what if we raised Apocalypse not bad kind of thing. And so I always liked that idea. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I can dig it. I can dig it. My next pick is going to be... 042A, a unique, the Whisperer, which is real name Rick Jones. If people are unaware of like what this is, this was Rick Jones's uh, cool hacker persona. That's literally what it was. He was like giving out government secrets, making it like online. People would know. He has Spy Underground, Avengers Shield, and Loners keyword. He's four clicks long. He played a pretty big role in Secret Empire and the Captain America series leading up to that. Uh, he has two traits. His first one is Expose Shield Secrets to the World. During Force Construction, Whisperer gains all the keywords of a friendly character named Captain America, Hulk, or Captain Marvel. Choose a copyable team ability an opposing character can use, and friendly characters with a shared keyword on your force may use the team ability. Modify their attack by one when targeting an opposing character who possesses the team ability. So that's pretty solid. For a 50-point figure, that's like a pretty solid trait. Everybody on my team that's Avengers or S.H.I.E.L.D., pretty pretty popular keywords in the Marvel Universe. Um, not very useful in, in this set, uh, because the only Captain America or Captain Marvel are going to be Chases. And I can't even remember if Hulk was even part of the Gamma Leak. I know there's an Abomination and a few other Rick Joneses. I couldn't even remember if there's a Hulk in the set or not. I don't, you. I don't remember seeing one, no. Which is strange, so, but... Strange for a Gamma Leak. Uh, it's like... We're having a, a freedom sub-theme, but like it's all Captain America allies, no Captain America. That'd be very yeah. odd. Anyways, as far uh, as so I can yeah. see, no Hulks. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So it's a trade that works for about two people in Sealed. That's okay. It's pretty solid um, if you pull those chases. He is a rare. Uh, his second trait would have been really good, and I thought maybe he just made this figure before this change happened. But no, it, March, March 15th, 2020. Um, his second trait is Whistleblower. Once per game, power... Choose an opposing character. For the remainder of the game, you may view the face of the opposing character's card with the combat dial information. Now, that that would be really good um, before we could have done that. Um, as yeah, as yeah. you know, WizKid just says, you can look at your opponent's card now. So we can already do that. I, I think that's cool and thematic. Um, so instead... So like just just to give him in case he listens or somebody like tells him yeah. that like we're reviewing his thread whatever um, instead since everyone can view your dial all the time always now uh, it would be cool if it was once per game you give him a power action if your opponent asks to see the combat dial of a character on your team 
So you would just, it, rather than a exposing kind of thing, it would be like a deny kind of thing. A deny thing, yeah. Uh, Which I know doesn't work for like the whistleblower, but that's a better way no. that a power could kind of like fit. Or you could kind it, of do I something mean, like once per game, choose someone they just can't use like a defense power for like a turn yeah. or something. You know, like that would and also be kind of like a whistleblower thing. It might work. Like pre when WizKids like did the whole back of the cards thing, uh, this would have been a cool power. For 50 points, it would have been, really been cool, cool to be yeah, like, awesome. I want to know exactly like what I'm dealing with here, Yeah, and you just get to. But uh, yeah, WizKids was like, you know what, do it for free. Yeah. So. Um, and then he has a full dial of stealth, he has three clicks of willpower, his first two clicks he has a special damage power, and then his last two he has outwits, uh, which is top level intel from the underground, probability control. While Whisper occupies your starting area, he may use probability control on friendly characters with a shared keyword as if they were adjacent to him. So, like, regardless of the range of line of fire. So he is, he is map-wide Avengers Shield Prob, which is pretty awesome. And he has also his team player, which is great. So this guy, uh, if we, like, change the whistleblower trait, would be on every single Avengers team I ever make, ever. Because I think it's great. I think it fits really well for Rick Jones. The whistleblower trait, it's, 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 it just doesn't work. But uh, if you change it a little bit, it would be really cool. But, like, I love this Rick Jones style. I think it's really great. Um, he's a really cool 50-point Avengers support. And then if you wanted to play him on, like, a Kree or, I don't know, some other team, you could play him with Captain Marvel. Captain America, maybe play him, like, I don't know, on an Invaders team would basically be the only thing. Like, uh, Captain America would really bring Hulk, maybe Monster or something. So, he would have a lot of options depending on who you play him with, which is really cool. And I really enjoy this Rick Jones. My only problem is that, I know, again, he's 15 defensive stealth, and he is going to be staying all the way in your back sideline. But there's just, even for 50 points, WizKids doesn't give people, like, a 15 defense. Like, it's just, it's not, it's just not a top dial defensive ability. I think at least a 16 would have been cool. I know you're like, oh, you're making a big deal out of, like, a combat value. But, like, if Happy Hogan can, for 20 points, have a 17 with willpower, I definitely think Rick Jones could have, like, a 16 for 50 points if he's got stealth, you know. And Happy Hogan also has stealth with a 10 speed. So, just saying, like, how, like, you know, I know you're not making a WizKid set, but just basically, like, kind of how they are formulating hero clicks, that would, like, work a lot better. But seriously, this Rick Jones, I think it'd be cool when I, when you read the Whisperer comics and you see how much, like, Rick Jones messes with stuff behind the scenes, it really feels like he is messing with things behind the scenes. So I, I love the way this feels. It feels very thematic. It's a very cool dial. Rick Jones always seemed like such a catch-all of, like, uh, what Marvel needed him to be. Like, sometimes he'd, like, have, like, cosmic power, and sometimes he yeah. would just be, like, a normal dude. Sometimes he would just be in the way, and sometimes he'd be, like, at the center of everything. Yeah. But. It's so weird. It is It is really weird. Rick Jones, like, yeah, he just used to be, like, Hulk's pal, basically. Hulk's pal Rick Jones, and then he was like, oh, I hang out with all sorts of superheroes. Now I'm uh, a yeah. Hulk kind of person. <laughs> now I'm captain marvel now i'm like what is what is rick jones's life what's happening to you man are you okay you really you have either like the worst luck i don't know but it's like rick jones just is always always in the stuff it's great so yeah that's what i really 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 so about it. so calder yeah. on x-men apocalypse wars Ooh. for this whole thread let's i mean including the fact that it's unfinished and we will yeah. potentially revisit it out of one click which is a bystander, and 12 clicks, which is beyonder. Um, what what kind of rating do you give it? A lot of his wording is really solid. He's making really solid figures from, like, half the set I would do. 
from bystander to beyonder, I would give this guy a real middle of the road. So it would probably be standard figure, six clicks deep. So I would go. Okay. With. Like a good 50 point to a 75. Good 50 point, 75 yeah. Kind of range. What about you? I'm, you know, uh, since that last one, like the combat dials really impressed me compared to like some of the other threads I've been looking at. Um, he's got like decent stats for the points. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and give him a, a seven click rating. Seven, solid. Yeah, still, still could improve. Um, the fact that he's got like sharpshooter instead of the improved uh, out of adjacency yeah. and like some of the yeah. older like stuff like that. It, uh, I'm not gonna hold it against him. But it also like doesn't curry any favor, and the the over over wordy extra resource dials. Although I do think it'd be cool to have a set with like five or six resource dials that are just in there. Yeah. Um, they do kind of like bog down the thread. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And then, like, I would kind of base this on would I buy this set or not? Just because it's an X Men set, I probably wouldn't buy it. Um, but I would be like trying to get certain figures and like so like at rick jones the serpent society is really cool um the only reason that really changed him from like being higher is that he has the mighty thor style with the colossals and then he gives the colossals their own rarity which is just not not a good idea for like set layout and how it's like a chase colossal already like we didn't even do chase colossals in you know uh xts whatever animated series so it's kind of like that and the resource styles what really kind of like bogged it down for me but besides that, I think it's a solid set. Um, and I, I do, think there's I think plenty he's of... making some really cool, like, fun dials, too. They seem very thematic. I don't know a lot of these characters, which is also, like, kind of a problem. He scarred me for life by looking at nipple piercings blob when I went through the set. So <laughs> I think that had to also take a point that's off. A, I think that's um, Apocalypse Universe blob. Didn't know that yeah. one existed. Didn't really want to know it existed, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I guess he makes up for it with introducing me to Miss Sinister. Didn't know I would be attracted to Nathaniel Essex in such a way, but here we are. Yeah, he's also got like a solid wild child that actually. Has so that was dial. actually one of the ones I had written down. I really like this wild child. Really, I think it's a solid dial. My only problem is that like you can instantly replace him with a seventy-five point character instead by only paying yeah. five points for him. That's like the only really weird thing about this wild child. But I like him. Like I think it's really cool because I like wild childs. I don't. Really, okay, who likes wild childs' character? No one. Um, but I think that he, he is, deserves more than what he's gotten. He deserves Hero more Blitz, than yeah, yeah, a terrible old figure and then um, a bystander because he he's like this edgy mutant. Like he's cool. I like his use of the test subject keyword on some of these guys. I think that's really cool. You know, which is a real keyword in HeroClix. So I do dig a lot of the things he's doing with this set. Yeah, what and as as far as purchasing. Um, I'd be kind of caught in the middle because there's plenty to be had in the common and uncommon section that like I definitely wouldn't mind having a full like CUR of this set, but that stuff that like I'd play like very rarely. Whereas the stuff that I really would want from this set is like in the super rare chase and like the colossal kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much I'd actually purchase of this set or if I would just hold out for. Uh, singles, but it's definitely cool. I'm glad that he he did uh you know make his own team ability that wasn't like overpowered. Yeah, but yeah. also like interesting and made sense for like the characters he put it on. Um, I think that that's something that like WizKids could. Not that I don't like their shared traits, 
like the uh, the whole espionage thing. But yeah. man, if they had just made espionage a team ability, oh, it would have saved a lot of like wordiness really on the cards. Oh, so would've. yeah. All right, so solid six for me, seven for Simeon on this this Thread Dead Redemption rating. So good job overall. Solid middle of the road, Doctor Channard. Be proud. Be proud. All right, moving on. We're gonna go ahead and jump into the community section. There are dozens of us. Dozens. I'm gonna go ahead and start this week. Uh, we're just gonna play bumper after bumper. Sorry, Simeon. With Jedi Legends Hero Clicks Tip of the Week. Look at us do this. I was just going to do that really quick because I saw it pulled up first and he's like, look at me. Now I got to go do my, my dumb soundboard again. Uh, I says hero clicks tip of the week. Happy Easter clicksers this weekend. Keep it seasonal. If you use calendar man every day, his powers change and suit. Uh, other considerations are like white rabbits, egg man, and the lesser known Easterling from Lord of the Rings sets. And then he has like a uh, calendar man's like attack power, which is kind of cool. So it works on with the game begins on a Monday or Thursday. Calendar man's like a really cool figure. I've never had the opportunity to like to play him or play against him. I should probably just buy one just because I think it's always, we always play on Friday, which is like modify the attack value from the character. Uh, Jason's a calendar man plus one. So that's like, that's pretty solid, you know? So if you know what day you're playing on, you can do it with all weekend warriors, uh, calendar man, special attack power. Also, to keep in mind, if you want to keep like an Easter theme, maybe a Mr. Immortal or Resurrection Man. I don't mean to offend, I'm just saying. Just throwing those out there. <laughs> Alright, so cool. Keep it seasonal. We don't really do a lot of seasonal games at Rainbow. We don't do like um, St. Patrick's Day games or Valentine's Day games. So I think it's a bummer. I think we should be more creative stuff, but uh, they're just not very creative people. <laughs> Anyways, that is this week's tip of the week. Moving on to our Community Tuesdays question. Uh, besides HeroClix, are there any other WizKids products you own? Board games, D&D minis, Star Trek, Dice Masters, Simeon. Is there anything else besides HeroClix that you kind of mess around with? That's yeah, I've got, product? I've got some uh, D&D minis. I've done a few uh, paint-and-take events where, like, they, they set up... Um, it's all community-driven, so, like, you know, they, they have a local painter's guild kind of thing where someone will come in and volunteer their time and their paints and their resources and they set up brushes for you and you'll paint one of their D&D minis. Um, so I've painted a Beholder. Um, cost me like 10 bucks. It was super fun. Took like three hours. Um, just like a fun thing to do on a Sunday. And uh, it's. I think it turned out fun. I like it. Um, I also have a few of the Star Trek miniatures. Uh, I like the ships. So... Um, even though like they don't work with the hero click ships, uh, I've got a couple of those, but other than that, um, I am planning on buying some of the transformers figures to put on like random dials that I think fit, but I, I'm not, I haven't done it yet and I'm not interested in dice masters or the, my little pony set. Sadly, I don't never, How dare you? I don't know what they ever did with the GI Joe licensing. If they made a board game or what? Yeah, I have no idea. They actually haven't done anything with G.I. Joe yet, have they? Yeah, they definitely have like some sort of deal worked out for it, but I haven't yeah, seen anything I've only seen Transformers and My Little Pony so far for miniatures. That is odd. I didn't even think about that. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe. Well, I guess Cobra's just going to 
gonna have their their weather station is just gonna keep going off until the the Ojo comes in to stop them. I don't know. Yeah, what you know, I've heard knowing's half the battle, and uh, I, we don't I do know. Hear that. So we've lost. We have half no the idea. <laughs> we've already lost half the battle. Oh no. Uh, yeah. Uh, I own the Team Fortress Two Hero Clicks um, chess Hero Clicks instantly wrong WizKids chess set they made in 2013 that's really cool it's very hard to get nowadays on ebay i had a stock on ebay until it was like a hundred dollars because normally it's like 200 something dollars um and when i bought it for 100 i'm like i really hope i didn't get screwed but like it came over it was totally sealed in plastic had everything in it had the game code uh it has a game code for an item in tf2 that's actually like worth like 50 bucks so really i bought a 50 dollar chess board so now i have a really nice chess board WizKids made really cool uh, I also play, uh, like I've said before, a little bit of that, that kibble scuffle. You know, I should be love me some kibble scuffle, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, oh, yeah. Can't get enough. Can't get enough. The of winner really. of kibble scuffle, Calderness at Worlds. <laughs> Got a lot of cats. What can I say? They're barn <laughs> cats, so it's it's more justifiable that way. I'm not a crazy cat person. Uh, I'm gonna go read the first one on. <clears throat> First one on the Twitter is going to be Chris Kurtz, uh, Vigilante Chris Kurtz, I think, I don't know. Uh, I own Dice Masters, but in my area, no one plays. So this is going to be a theme for this week's Community Tuesdays question. Dice Masters, people at one time played it, apparently, no, not anymore, is basically the reoccurring theme. Let's do like, uh, I only have four on Facebook, or on, on Twitter. I have five on Twitter, so let's do five each. Okay, yeah. Uh, Dice Masters is something that... Uh... I thought about getting into when I first heard about it and like I was getting back into hero clicks and then like I looked at it and was instantly like turned off. I was just like, I don't know. I don't like that's way too much to keep track of. I already know how to play hero clicks. Um, yeah. I'll just use like figures. I also like the 3d sculpts a lot. That's like the main draw for me yeah. is having like the actual figures. So I haven't noticed. I know there's a few people uh, in Omaha that still play dice masters, but I haven't, heard them been like vocal as they used to be um first citizen peter marshfield says like most have said tried dice masters caught on for a bit and then died during the flash slash green arrow set also used to play star trek but just like dice masters never caught on for my play group so just kind of like a if there's not enough people to keep it interesting for you then it just kind of fades away. Mm. Sounds like. Vigilante Bonsai Tree and Sapling says, D&D minis are the only ones I have besides Heroclix. My Twitter avatar is my Dwarven Pyromancer. Really miss playing him uh, with all that's going on. Yeah, pretty cool. Paint up the minis, my man. Yeah. And you can use your old 20 for, uh, you can use roll 20 for D&D if uh, the rest of your group's into it. Takes a little bit more work for the DM to set up, but once it's set up, it's pretty easy, yeah. and there's a lot of pre, pre uh, built stuff. So, on Facebook, Derek Benedict, Benedict, uh, um, man, words, name. That's a that's a last name that I cannot do. <laughs> there's three N's in that name. He says, bought the family kibble scuffle for Christmas after hearing about it on the previous podcast. Solid hey. game. There Good you game. go. Absolutely. Somebody <laughs> listens to you, Calder. Yeah, some of the, uh, believe it or not, no one else does. Um, that's cool. Uh, it's for some. This one blows my mind. It has 14 plus on the box. I don't know if they put that on all their stuff, but like, it's a little. It's literally a kitten game. It's so easy. It's it's actually super easy and intuitive to play. And I I'm like, this do is not like want a, my tweens 
yeah. upset by your violent games, Calder. <laughs> yeah, was this, I'm sure there's like cat like, scratch cards and like cat scratch there, fever. There's like a and... laser pointer. I think this is the most violent. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it gets. That can blind a child, Calder. I don't <laughs> want my oh, my less than 14 year olds <laughs> playing with that. Okay. How dare you? <laughs> don't give him any ideas. Uh, we have Dodgers 88. Uh, he says none. That's that's the whole answer. I'm sorry, guys. That's oh, it. sweet. Hero uh, only. That brings me to Matt Grachinos. He says, nope. Ooh, what a good one. So uh, Alexander Tavara says, D&D minis for my campaigns uh, that I miss so much to DM. Ugh, sad face. So I'll throw in Jeff Polier says, like others have said, I tried Dice Masters. It didn't catch on in the area, but must be popular somewhere else because they're still making it. Yeah, they're making it like faster than HeroClix sometimes. Yeah. Which it's easier, so I get oh, it. Absolutely easier. But yeah. also, does it sell? Because I was at Worlds and I saw how many people you saw you had playing it. So uh, I see it in WalMarts all the time. It takes up very little shelf space. Um, I get it. Yeah. And I'm also, like, does anyone buy this? Like, do people actually play? I don't think so. I, don't know. I, I always thought that about. So, I mean, honestly. I always thought that about HeroClix at Walmart. Like, if I go to Walmart and I've never heard of HeroClix, don't like tabletop at all, and I pick up a HeroClix figure, it's like, cool, I got an Iron Man little figurine thing. And yeah. I throw away the card, and I just, like, put it on my desk. Uh, yeah. Dice Masters, it's like, I've got a card with uh, Natasha Romanov on it, and I've got, like, four dice that go with her, and I don't have any idea what this is for. Um, he continues with, I painted the Transformers figures that WizKid released so far and had a great time doing it. We should be receiving three copies of their D&D Owlbear for my loved ones and I to paint this week. Uh, I did see the Owlbear. That looks like a sweet uh, take and paint cool. sculpt. It was like the next one that was up before most shops closed down their paint and take events. But... I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a feathery bear with an owl head, and it owl looks... Face. Interesting. Um, it's hilarious. It says, in the days of yesteryear, Jen and I played the original Mage Knight. I bought two boosters of the Mech Warrior game because I thought a friend would want to play with me, but he didn't. I have a ton of Mech Warriors, and I eventually plan on painting them to look like Gundams, but at this point, they're just Mech Warriors, and I think they're sweet... Because mech warriors are just giant robots that people pilot. And what right is on. fun about that? Ray W. goes on to say the amazing answer of none. So <laughs> that's, that's literally... I had three real answers on Twitter. I guess I should have been able to do the quick math on those. So yeah, <laughs> there we are. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Todd Butcher on Facebook says, I tried Dice Masters when it debuted, and my wife and kids really... We're really into it. We managed to make it a few events, but trying to collect it plus clicks was just way too much money, and trying to make events every week was a big chunk of time because they were going on Wednesday nights. I do have a few D&D minis since I got into Adventures League a few months back. So yeah, that's that's the other okay. reason I haven't really gotten into Dice Masters, is Heroclix takes up a lot of like time and money already. But so, I thought Dice Masters was like, like $1 or $2.00. For like one of the random boosters, wasn't it? It <laughs> is. But if you want to be competitive, it's like, like the cheap. the Sarina card mm, at one point okay. was going for like seventy five dollars. Um, yeah, that's rough. That's rough. Sarina is uh, Natasha Romanoff. 
but like more powerful because okay. like get it Tsar, like the you know like the old type of king in Russia and Ina no, like ballerina so it's like a Tsarina like a Russian ballerina oh, like a Tsar. kind of. okay yeah yeah okay yeah 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 weird strange interesting yeah it is odd all right that ends our community tuesday's question a thing we uh blah, 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 ask every week every tuesday goodness gracious this podcast uh before we jump into a malcolm rush question block it is the second week of the month i have to do a patreon ranking up ceremony a lot of people uh changed their what they donate to our patreon after april 1st and i don't know if those went through or not so i need them to tell me um but they will rank up next month since march's patreon is already over so this is only for um people that changed during march going into april so a new citizen we have derek b a brand new vigilante in mr clicks flicks a new protagonist in aaron johnson and a new superhero or villain tell us which one you want to be in aaron lloyd thank you guys so much for your support on patreon we really do appreciate it uh, i need to figure out what i'm giving away for april it might have to be uh, Simeon's turn to do prizes because where I am at right now, I have zero hero clicks that anyone would want. I think I have just random extras from like Deadpool and the X-Force at my house right now. Uh, and all my hero clicks are like 200 miles away. So no, I- no idea <laughs> uh, what we're giving away this month. We'll figure yeah. it out though. We'll figure It'll it be, out. I mean, once we get some stuff uh, flowing back through like Diamond and stuff and our, our venues start picking up again, um, there will be some Justice League flowing through my personal collection, so uh, I haven't pulled anything great yet, so <laughs> I can't really offer up you the garbage that I've pulled. But if anyone's interested in garbage, then you shall get it. Fantastic. Fantastic. Don't worry. If there's one thing the show does, it's make garbage. So moving on <laughs> into uh, the Malcolm Rush question block. Let's go. Japan? Japan? No, 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 no. I can't go to Japan. So Malcolm's like, you guys like sculpts, right? I'm like, yeah, we sure do. We don't play the game for black hockey pucks. Um, so let's let's talk about some sculpts and poses. A while ago he asked about sculpture poses, but now he's going to ask about all sorts of sculptures. So let's go ahead and get into it. There are 16 questions talking about sculpts. Um... So let's go. Let's go for it, guys. This is going to be at least 20-something more minutes. So if you're washing the dishes right now, I don't know. Like, let's let's get into it. Best, worst, favorite, single base, sculpture, modern age and golden age. Basically, everything is on the table. Simeon, best, worst, favorite, single base, sculpture. Best, Magneto, Phoenix, Con Exclusive. Worst, all the non-dynamic generics that just have their hands in their pockets, their uh, arms folded across their chest. Uh, give them, give them pistol like Big Tony or something. Favorite Wolverine and X23. Awesome. My best worst favorite is the best single base sculpt is going to be Captain Iron America. The worst is going to be uh, Low T Superman, which is the one where he's got his shoulders hunched in and he looks depressed. I can't remember what set he's from. You know what I'm talking about. He looks like he the... just wants, wants a kryptonite bullet to the skull. <laughs> um, and then my favorite is Earth X Captain America L E. Uh, next up is going to be best, worst, favorite, double, so peanut base, sculptures. Simeon. Best. The new con-exclusive Lobo with the dog bystander. Worst is Black Knight from ADW. That's not a horse. What is that? Is that a motorcycle? It's flying. It has wings. What is it? It's awful. Uh, Favorite is Dupe. Ah, 
Uh, my best is going to be Avengers Prime. Uh, my worst is going to be Horta. That's just a, a mush mouth. Oh, yeah. That's all yeah, you yeah. are. Terrible. Uh, my favorite Horta. is also Dupe, which is the motorcycle and the tiger. It's just great. Uh, number three, best, worst, favorite, two-by-two base sculptures. This is like Avengers Infinity, X-Men, the animated series, like those kind of bases. Easy Rider with the tiger. Oh, best, yeah. I put down Necron slash Spider-Man and the Amazing Friends team base. Ooh. Uh, it's got Miss Lion on it, and she's a little dog. Uh, worst, I put Groot slash Flora Colossal, because uh, not only yeah. do they not stand up well, they're just hideous to look at. And favorite, I put Zombie Galactus. Ooh, nice. My best, I went with the Dark Phoenix Cyclops. Worst, mm. I went with the Extreme Heroclix Batman Supermans. <laughs> And my favorite is Thor's chariot. Well, you don't Remember, like you don't like a two by two Superman standing with his hands in his pockets and Batman no. like slightly puffed out chest, no, a little bit bad. shorter than Superman. They're so bad. They're so their bad. dials go about like eight clicks on their twenty five long dial. Why did they give him such a long they're dial? Terrible. They're, ter- <laughs> they're so they're terrible. Uh, right. Number four, best and worst uh, two by four sculptures. This is going to be like team bases and like vehicles, those kind of uh, sculpts. Simeon. So best, I put all the dynamic team bases: uh, the Shi'ar, the Teen Titans, uh, the Justice League, the, um, the, the 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 I don't know Hellfire Club one, like all the ones that have like. Uh, Excalibur, all the ones that have like actual terrain and stuff going on. I really yeah. like those ones. Um, worst, I put the Deadpool jet and Invisible Plane because Ooh. Deadpool jet was just a repaint of Quinjet. It was already kind of goofy looking. Invisible Plane is kind of boring. And then my favorite are the Punisher and Turtle Van, which are kind of resculpts, but they're both cool. Uh, Punisher Van is... I mean, if you like the Punisher, the Punisher van looks like the Punisher van. And if you like nin- Ninja Turtles, the uh, the Turtle van looks like the Turtle van. I mean, what more could you want? Turtle van is actually like colorful and has cool stuff, though. Yeah. Um, I Art said games. my the best is going to be X-Men Blue. I think it's just an amazing team base. Uh, the worst is going to be the AVX team bases uh, slash the zombie team base because they have the most lame, boring team base design ever because it was made to fit all sorts of different people, so they couldn't do anything special. So it's literally just like Avengers and X-Men are on gray rubble. Yeah. Whatever. At the very least, the zombie team base had a color theme, which is cool. I still and have then, them displayed, but... Yeah. I'm I mean, mine are displayed too, but that's just because where else am I going to put it? Yeah, it still looks better than a somewhere. dial. Yeah, but not this. much. Yeah. Uh, and then my favorite is going to be the Teen Titans team base, because that just looks so awesome. It looks so cool. Oh, yeah, with all the computers and the way yeah. they each fit into like a specific spot. No, Teen Titans doesn't have computers. It has the, the big Teen Titans tower in the background, and it's from the comic cover. Oh, or whatever. I yeah. thought Cyborg was like, at a computer. That Maybe might be the I'm Justice thinking. League. That might base. be the Justice League yeah. one. Okay, yeah. The Watchtower. And then the, the, the tower is like, curved. Okay, yeah. I think so. I think so. Uh, best, worst, and favorite six by three sculptures. This is the really big ones, Galactus, like real Galactus sized ones. Uh, Simeon, go for it. Best, I put the Spectre. Um, he's in a very dynamic pose. His cape is floppy. It's like a rubber material. 
Um, he's got all these ghosty people like around him at the base. He just looks menacing. He looks huge. Uh, he's one of my favorites. Um, worst, I said there's not, there's none. Um, I I looked up all the six by threes that WizKids has made, and there really isn't one that I would say isn't a good sculpt for what it is. Um, and then my favorite is always the serpent. Um, he's got a big smoke cloud at right. the bottom. He's got big wings. He's got claws and teeth. Uh, he just looks real sweet. Uh, my choice for best was also the specter. So I think we can kind of agree that, that is probably one of the best of the six by three. Absolutely. My worst. I just said Necron just because like if I had <sighs> a worst. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm sorry. Um, because like so much of his sculpt is like he's overshadowed by the black battery, and I'm like it's not crazy dynamic. There's no effect on it. Like that's like how yeah. hard I had to stretch. But really, it's not bad. Like once again, once you get in that big of a scale. The sculpt is a big, cool sculpt, and it's a shot. But piece. yeah, fair enough because but, yeah, uh, the six by three base is literally just the six by black power battery black on power a like battery, stand, yeah. and that's all that yeah. it adds. Um, and then my favorite, I went with the OG uh, Galactus because I think that looks really cool. Big, oh yeah, big menacing dude. All right, number six, which HeroClix sculpture you thought is terrible? But most in the HeroClix community think it's like one of the best looking. So a sculpt you think is bad, but people think it's good. So this is one that I, I'm not sure how many people will agree with me, um, but when I field tested this all the way back in the day, I thought Heimdall from Fear Itself didn't look great. He's just standing there on like what looks like a little like castle ledge. Um, I don't know if it's supposed to be the Bifrost or what, but he's just standing there with his like sword down, and he's like elevated really high. And it's a good figure, but I just thought the the pose could be more dynamic. And some people at the time disagreed with me. I don't know mm. if they still disagree, but if you know what I'm talking about, you know. Absolutely. Uh, I said the super rare DC 75th uh, Superman. That's the one with, like, the shield and the eagle, whatever. Very unfitting oh. for Superman. He's a alien from a different planet and needs to get out of my country. Uh, anyways, <laughs> number seven. Which Heroclix sculptures you thought is awesome, but most of the community... Uh, thinks it's terrible. Simeon. I'm throwing this one to the, the brand new Chase Gorilla Grodd. This is the uh, Injustice League Gorilla Grodd from the cartoon uh, Super Friends. So he's not the normal like black fur Grodd. He's gray. And he kind of looks like a, I don't know, like a weird bear. He's got his like arms up and stuff. He doesn't look super menacing. But I think it's just goosey, goofy enough to be awesome. Goosey. It's goosey enough. It's goofy right. enough to be like to be real awesome. Uh, but I've heard online some people don't like it. I understand uh, why. I just I disagree. I went with the Z Virus Galactus. I think the sculpt itself is amazing, but everybody kind of had like gripes about how small it was. I really didn't care. Um, I get it. Like it's way smaller than normal Galactus, but I still think it's a really amazing sculpt, and I thought it was awesome. Uh, number eight. Which HeroClix sculpt was cool, but its style was terrible? Uh, so I had trouble with this one because all the ones that like all the figures that I like, if their sculpt is cool, I'll play them regardless of their dial. Like I kind of just play them for whatever reason. Um, but one that I do remember not holding up the way I thought it would is the Yancey Street thing. This is Ben Grimm leaning against the lamppost with like the two street signs on it. 
and he looks real cool. He looks like real slick in his uh, trench coat, leaning against his post. Um, his dial is just, uh, at this point, it's real old. But also, like five, six years ago, it was also real old. Uh, it just didn't hold up. It didn't feel like the thing should feel. Like he wasn't a, mm. a movable rock kind of thing. He was just like, I hope you don't hit me hard, because that'll knock me out. Mm, gotcha. Um, I went with figure which has an amazing sculpt. Absolutely terrible dial, I think. Unusable dial. I've not played this figure at all, because I think the dial is that bad. And that would be the Kana Lee from last year, the Ghost Rider. Ooh. Great sculpt. Love the sculpt. Dial, ugh. Not for me, man. It's just not for me. Yeah, solid number, choice. Yeah, uh, number nine. Which Heroclix sculpt uh, was terrible, but its dial was great and or fun to play? So I put Despotelis and most generics. So Despotelis, if you don't know, was just a dial. There was no sculpt on it whatsoever. Most generics, as you know, uh, they're just standing there. Uh, it's like a scientist or a lab tech or like a shield agent. They're just like standing there, hands in their pockets, hands at their sides, not doing anything interesting. But their dials are always fun to play. Uh, Despotelis was always fun to field, but not get not play against it. It was awful to play against. Right, but that was kind of like the whole thing is that he didn't have a sculpt because he was so tiny, you know. Like the Ant Man or I guess the Invisible Woman is like she's she's invisible, so there's no sculpt. Like that's kind of like that was their like gimmick joke with him, right? So it's not that his sculpt was bad; it's that he didn't didn't have one or so. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Thank you for that that awkward silence. I really appreciate it, but uh, his sculpt I, is bad. I'm going to go with uh, it's okay. No sculpt I'm is gonna, bad. Uh, no sculpt is... Okay, fine. Uh, I'm going to go with Unimind. That sculpt is terrible. Like, it's just a dude. Oh, yeah. Thing. Like, it's just literally standing there. For as it's, solid as his dial and power set For as solid as Unimind yeah. is and how, like, good and how competitive and, like, how much play Unimind sees, which is insane. Um, it's such a bad sculpt. And I that's part of the reason I don't like playing against it because it doesn't even look cool. Goblin King at least looked cool, you know? Unimind yeah, he looks it. menacing. Um, yeah. If you had put... Unimind's power set and dial on the uh, Deadpool Ultra Chase that's riding oh, yeah. the unicorn. I would have been cool. like, okay, cool, like, sure, whatever. It it's ridiculous. I don't know why he needs to be so powerful, but he's yeah. on a unicorn, so why not? Uh, but on some yeah. guy I don't care about. He looks like a green booger man. Uh, number ten. How many hero clicks do you display around your house? Which ones are you going to keep forever? Uh, I know we both display a bunch, so let's kind of do our, our top ones we display. I was just going to say I, I display five shelves worth. Uh, yeah. So one shelf is all the three by sixes. I've got a few horror clicks pieces. Uh, another shelf is all the two by twos. And on the two by two shelf, and this isn't like all the modern stuff. Most modern stuff are still on in boxes. This is stuff that's all rotated. So it's two by twos and then old chase sets that I like. So like the the uh, Hulk chase set, the Phoenix Five chase set, um, like any any cool chase theme that I actually like, I'll put it on there. I have another entire shelf that's just I had to make like kind of like an iconic, but 
battle looking thing with like rotated pieces so it's got like omega red facing off against wolverine and dakin and different stuff like that but um yeah i've got i've got too many pieces to name in less than like two minutes yeah gotcha Gotcha. Uh, I have all the zombies displayed. I own all the zombies. Uh, not all of the newer chases, uh, so I still need a few of those. I need to get another team base to display the extra ones I have on. But I have like all my zombies displayed. I have most, uh, I think all of my colossals, except for the X-Men animated series ones, are all on display. The X-Men animated series just don't look that good. The ones I own don't look that good. I mean, uh, Iceman, I guess maybe could be on display, but he's about the only one I would... Um, and then I have all of the Captain Americas I own are on display, plus like all the Lantern Power batteries, stuff like that. So that's about all I display. Then I have a few like certain characters that I really enjoy or really like the sculpt of, like Dr. Bong, Kite Man, because he's Kite Man, uh, the Mark Miller, Ellie, Daredevil, stuff like that I have on display just in a little area. And that's really about it. Um, and then number 11 is custom figures. What is your favorite custom sculpture you have seen or you've made? So shout out to the Happy Little Hero Clicks channel, who has a Black Adam custom figure video of him. Uh, I think it was a live stream video that he like posted as a regular video. So you can watch him make a custom figure on there. Um, some of my favorites, I have a. Uh, so if you if you read the Uncanny X Force with Wolverine, there's a scene where he drowns his own son Dakin. Um, I have a custom figure nice. of that. Nice, love that. I just used, uh, yeah, I used epoxy to like go over Dakin's sculpt, and then like just had a Wolverine that was like hunching over with his like hand down, so it looks like he's like holding him by the shirt underwater with wow. his other fist up. Wow. And uh, so yeah, you can just like layer epoxy, and that's what I did. It doesn't fit on a base, so it's just a display now. Um, but I've got that one. Um, one of my favorites that I've seen is the anime ones that I see on Facebook all the time. And someone Ooh, posted yeah. a while back, they took the Red Sun Bizarro from the Superman Wonder Woman set, and they painted him like Saitama, the One Punch Man. So that was like, uh, the Bizarro from Red Sun is already bald, so it just like, it fit really well. And it makes sense like for like the dial and stuff, and it was a really, like, really well done paint job. I really liked that one. Um, another one that I did was I took the Prime Vulture and I tore off the Death from Rest in Peace set, the Undead set. I tore off the Death Head, like Cloak, and the Scythe, and I put it in Vulture's hands, and I removed his head and put like the, the Death face on his head because uh, Vulture. Okay, right on. Uh, my favorite sculpt, um, that's like a custom one, that I that was actually given to me by a friend of mine. This was about two years after I started playing Heroclix. Um, uh, for a bit of reference, my Steam name um, is Nova Shotgunner. Uh, that's kind of, I like Nova. Uh, I have a shotgun, it's called the Nova Benelli Pump. It was like the first like hunting thing I ever got. It's like So I've got Nova Shotgunner's kind of thing. So he made a figure. It is, another inside joke was that um, all the horses on my ranch were actually My Little Ponies. So that was one joke uh, me and him had. Stupid joke. Anyways, uh, so it's a, it's a peanut base of me riding Rainbow Dash, so the Pegasus <laughs> one. Uh, and the guy has a Nova helmet for a head, So and then he has a 
chainsaw for his right arm and a shotgun in his left arm. Because I'm a huge, uh, people that don't know this, uh, Ash, uh, Army of Darkness, Evil Dead fan. So it's got the Nova shotgunner and then I'm riding a <laughs> uh, Rainbow Dash. It's, it's, it cracks me up. I love it. It's, it's displayed here at home. I, it's seriously one of my favorite sculpts of all time. I think it's hilarious. Shows, Did like, you use the, uh, the Wonder Woman on the horse like sculpt? Uh, no, it's it's different. So it's like it's an actual Pegasus horse. I think it's like a Valkyrie sculpt or something. Oh, okay. It looks really really crazy cool. Like the horse's like wings are flowing in front of it. It looks really <laughs> neat. Like it's flying through the air. It looks it looks crazy cool. It's on a it's on a flight stand, so I I think it's relatively older probably obviously. Um, but it's great. No, it's it's seriously one of my favorite. He even put like the purple around it because it's a custom dial too. He has he made a custom card for it. It's one of my all time favorite custom figures ever. Uh, it's such an awesome present, such a cool gift. And like a few ones I've made, uh, I made a normal Ash custom. I when I try to make customs, I sometimes make custom dials. I don't print them out or anything. But if I make a custom, it's normally a sculpt swap, and I put it on a pre-existing figure. The Archon figure uh, from Secret Wars Battle World felt so much like Ash, like from uh, especially Evil Dead 2. Um, so I had to make a custom there. So I made an Ash for that one. I made a custom Soldier 76 figure one time. That was pretty fun. And then I have a few TF2 figures. I was originally going to make the whole team. I just did uh, Pyro, Heavy, and the Demo Man are, I think, the only sculpts I've made so far. And hopefully one of these days I'll do the rest of the team. But those are like some of my other favorite sculpts I've done. And number 12, any advice for players on how to do a custom? Simeon. No. Oh. Um, Very nice. Good job. <laughs> Um, so my advice for doing customs is just to start with the basics, which would be practice your painting, like if you're doing miniature painting, and then fixing broken figures. Uh, broken figures are common enough among like HeroClick stuff. Yes. Um, there's plenty of how-to paint videos on YouTube that like there's just a, a super high amount if you want to get really detailed in like your painting if you want to change like the color of an effect coming off of something there's paints for that you can change like clear colors into like translucent green colors or red or whatever um but really like a lot of my modding comes from just like altering WizKids stuff and the best way to like figure out how WizKids puts their figures together are to take like some of your extra commons and just kind of pull them apart piece by piece. A lot of the arms have little like socket kind of things where they just like pull out. They're just like little plugs that fit in. And if you've had broken figures, you'll notice this. Um, a lot of the heads are just like little tubes that fit into the slots, but like they glue them in. So if you're like the head pops off in the right spot, like you know. Um, so a lot of like figures, if you add just like the right amount of very little like paint thinner, you can actually like tear down like the epoxy layers, uh, the, like the glue layers that they use and they come apart a little bit easier. So if you have a figure that has like a cool effect and you want to remove it, just look for like the little hinges that it like hooks into and you can remove it that way. Hmm. Also, exacto right knives. If you're if you're safe. Uh, yeah, I I am not safe. Um, I think I've used like exacto knives to like cut Heroclix figures. I'm like, oh, it's really not going there. And I've cut my hand four or five times with a like really deeply with an exacto knife, 
which has me like yeah. run upstairs, go to the bathroom, grab a Band-Aid or like wash through the sink and be like, you know, say some not um, made for family words on the show when I because it gets pretty deep when you cut exact a knife. So, yeah, there's there like are enough also, pressure that you have to like use a lot of pressure. effort. You got to be careful. And then yeah. as soon as it like goes, it really goes and it goes, just, baby. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, it hurts. I think I cut like my middle finger, my ring finger, my pinky. Like it, I in one motion, I like I cut through all of them, and I was like, ooh, not not through, but like I was like, ow, well that freaking hurts. Uh, I didn't use them for like the next two weeks or a week and a half. It was it sucked. Um, so like exacto knives are good. Uh, if you can put the figure on the table and then cut the exacto knife into the table while cutting like the limb or the head or whatever you're cutting off. Um, yeah, if, clicks, if possible, yeah. always cut away from yourself. Cut away from yourself. Very good idea. Simple knife rules. Cut away from yourself. You know, you have your blood zone, which is your arm, <laughs> and then the knife. This is like some scouting 101. Uh, your arm and then the knife. How far that reaches away is how far away you should be from other people. That's your blood zone. So no one should like walk up to you and you got the knife. Pretty simple stuff. Um, I don't like to use pliers. Like, why don't we just use um, one of those pliers that's made for cutting? Because that leaves a very weird pinch mark in the plastic. It'll bend the plastic with its like force um, when you try to cut it with like a, a cutting pliers or like whatever. So it looks really weird. It doesn't do a clean cut like a knife does. Um, also for hero clicks go like as far as it goes, you can actually, if you're careful, uh, wiggle the head out and it'll take um, the neck with it. So a lot of figures have this um, where you pull the head off, they're connected by the neck. So it'll be like a head with a little stem coming down. And if you just want to do a head swap, you can try to pull out the other figures like neck or whatever, then trim it down to fit. And that way, instead of just a flat like headpiece, two flat pieces glued together, instead it's like a peg in a hole that's glued together, which is just a better hold. So that's how I like to do head swaps. If you uh, ever do those, um, it's kind of like a life hack. But yeah, kind of like what Simeon said, start with painting. I'm not good at painting. And I honestly, like, we're going to find out here, but this next question, I don't do a lot of painting either. But um, I love Frankensteining figures, which is just great. It's good fun. It's great fun. Like, they don't look great, but they uh, look good enough to me. It's, For sure. It's fine. And if you're uh, starting out, always start out with commons and uncommons. Um, yeah. There's no reason yeah. to use, like, like a, a 15 to $20 plus dollar piece or, like, more just to try and get like an effect off or something like that. And then you like ruin the whole piece and you're like, dang, I wish I was better at this before I ruined this figure. Yep. No, absolutely. Like you, if you buy a bunch of boosters, buy bricks and stuff, use, uh, use all those commons and uncommons, all those extras you get, maybe a rare or something. Sure. But like, don't be using any primes or chases or super rares. You don't need to be doing any of that. Number 13, this is going to be unpainted miniatures. What do you think about unpainted miniatures here, folks? Uh, I think it's a neat idea. I haven't bought any. Um, I'm kind of not totally planning on buying a bunch. Uh, but yeah, I kind of wish they didn't have different dials. I think that's kind of the only reason to buy them right now. I wish uh, maybe if it was like cheaper and they just sold the sculpts. Instead of having an extra dial on a card or whatever, if they just sold us the sculpts, like how they do like with D&D minis, I'd be cooler with that if that would take the price down and then I can buy like the full set of sculpts as opposed to buying $5 a figure uh, to get all these figures, dials, and whatever. I would prefer them just selling like just the sculpts. Uh, what about you, Simeon? So going off that, I would definitely... I've suggested this to them before, but like uh, having a switch click that doesn't fit into like a plain D and D sculpt is such like a a waste of resources. Like you can you can have like one of those little plastic discs 
that's the size of like a D and D like single base character like kind quarter, of thing. I think is like what a what one of those is about like yeah. a quarter size. If they made those that you could like hook, uh, I don't know, um, like Silox like base into yeah the little switch clicky all of a sudden you have like an elven archer that you can paint you know Mm. um you know whatever for like your D &D thing um as far as as far as like unpainting goes for me i think that they're great for people that want like custom like a custom wolverine or cannonball or cyclops or whatever they want one that like fits the team that they like designed um i am not super into it because I bought enough Regenesis that I already have most of the figures. So, like, literally, the only figures that I would actually buy would be the ones that were, like, the chases that were harder to get. Otherwise, I have enough Wolverines, Cyclopses, Storms, etc. that I could paint them already. Um, So... I kind of agree, you know, like that was the problem with Regenesis and also like the problem with these figures is that by, by the time Regenesis was over, I absolutely hated every single one of those figures in that set. I did not have fun. Not a fun event for me personally. Wolverine sucks. Um, so I really didn't feel like painting those figures after having to play with them the last couple of months. I'm like, I don't I don't care. Also, I'm not a big X-Men fan. That was the only thing. So uh, number 14, are you to buy or bought any? If so, what costume would you paint? So here's like the problem is that the sculpt is is wrong on some of these like wolverine sure you could probably paint that into any wolverine costume like really x-force his brown one his you know blue and yellow one but like the only one i would buy is namor but i would paint him to look like uh invaders namor except he doesn't wear a vest so he has weird sculpt vest that's painted tan which just doesn't look right so if i if i buy namor he has to be vest namor which i don't want that's like the only bummer about like some of these is that you can't change the sculpt you only change like the paint and how they look uh, and for some people, you know, their costumes have more drastic changes than that. I don't know how many different vest Namors there are, unless I paint him, like, player two in a fighting game kind of deal, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I, I might and get Wolverine, just because he's an easy one to repaint, probably. Yeah, Cyclops and Wolverine both. Like, Wolverine's cowl has changed with his costume so many times that, like, the length oh, of the ears that, yeah. and stuff, um, like, definitely determines, like, what era you're looking at. And to go along with that, like, Cyclops' visor changes quite a bit. Like, I mean, most of the time, it's just the standard, like, across-the-eyes thing. And you won't really be able to tell on, like, a miniature like this. But there's been times where it's been different enough that, like, you know, uh, that that visor would not make sense for, like, whatever character you're going for. So I definitely get Mm -hmm. that. All right, right on. On uh, number 15, which future Heroclix sets should get unpainted miniatures treatment? I think I think the perfect Whiskits property for this, and they're already halfway there. They're selling these figures as just the figure by itself, and you can see what figure it is. This is pretty obvious now. WWE, they have so many different ring, gear, attire, whatever, and I, th- I think it's perfect. Like, And then it's all relatively the same. Like, for most guys, it's, am I wearing a Speedo, like, underpants, or am I wearing, like, pants, pants? And I might have a vest, whatever. It's probably going to be popped off halfway through wrestling anyways. So, even if they just have, like, a Speedo on the sculpt, most of the time, when WizKids makes a sculpt, you can see the jacked leg muscles anyways, so you can paint them like pants. I think it's perfect. I think WWE would be perfect for this. They have, literally, there's thousands of costumes. Each wrestler has had, like, if not 50, 40 to hundreds of different costumes, 
it would it would really work for wrestlers that have had so many costumes in different eras. I think WWE is literally perfect for their unpainted miniatures line. Yeah, especially when they've got Hulk Hogan, and um, it's from like an era that like is kind of after like most people enjoyed Hulk Hogan. It's bef- it's after NWO. It's after like the yeah. the big run before NWO. Uh, while he was still with WWF. Um, so they did like late era Hulk Hogan and you could paint him NWO, like the, the black and cool. white. Yeah. You could, you could paint him in like the original, like Hulkster gear. Um, but yeah, every WWE guys had like, you know, like Shawn Michaels, for example, has had a hundred different like WrestleMania outfits. Like he's, He's always got like some really flamboyant stuff. Um, New Day, especially, has always had like different outfits. The fact that we only got like one set is going to be kind of rough because we could always like paint them in different colors. Um, but yeah, I agree with that. I uh, I put down like the TMNT and other indie sets. So like TMNT with as many like uh, shows and comics as like we've missed. Like in HeroClix so far, I think it'd be cool if we got a catch-all kind of figure, and we could paint them in like whichever style we wanted. Um, the sculpts kind of like matter because like some of them are more, more cartoony than others, but I think as long as you paint them in the right way, it would make sense. Hmm. Right on. No, absolutely. Okay, I think that's perfect. And number sixteen, last question: What is your white whale? The one you want the most for HeroClix sculptures. My, I'm pretty sure I am going to answer the same way I answered uh, a thousand years ago when you first asked these, and that was the Captain America Sentinel paint uh, repainted figure that first appeared on eBay all those years ago. Uh, that that's the one that kind of inspired them to also make the Captain America. Like that's that's the one I absolutely like. That's my white whale. I wherever that exists, I don't know, but it's quite literally. I'm never going to find that in my entire life. I guarantee it. But I really want it, like, super badly. Simeon. Uh, there's a guy that... I can't remember the sculptor's name. It was, like, something Phoenix. Um, Beth Phoenix. No. <laughs> no, it was, like... It Absolutely was like, not. It was Dark Phoenix. I don't know. But his, his sculpts, uh, they're, like, older sculpts. But he redid the Uncanny X-Force, the entire Uncanny X-Force. And at one time, they were all available for, like, 150 bucks, uh, Which is, like... You know, for the entire set, it was like seven hundred and fifty to like nine hundred dollars, something like that. It was something crazy, but he did some really crazy good like work for those like sculpts, and they were all on old bases, so it wasn't something that you'd be able to play. It was just like figures that you would have displayed. Um, but like that's one of my my one of my big ones. Um, and then I've got three others. Doctor Manhattan is one that I have yet to get. Uh, Fing Fang Foom is one that I I just not willing to pay the money. He's not that expensive, but I'm not willing to pay it for what he does. And then the one that I really I really scope out eBay for, and I really like search around for every now and then is the Great Cthulhu from Horror Clicks, which I've heard is bigger than Manhattan and the Spectre. I've heard that it's like it stands like 18 inches tall, and then the wings are like another several inches higher. And so he's like a real. I think big the wings dude. is where it's like height is really added. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one that I I only need for display purposes. 
but man, the only one I've ever found is like one on eBay that's like 300 euros, and I don't even know what those are, but I don't own no any. No got that many euros. Impossible. No way. That's just too many euros. What in the world? You can't yeah, get that many euros. it's not euros. euro. It's, uh, I think I'm it's pronounced sure it's, gyro, it's actually. Gyro, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's gyro. Uh, kebab. You can't eat that many gyros. And that, and that brings us to the end of our Malcolm Rush question block, ladies and gentlemen. And also, subsequently, the end of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I know it's a bit of a longer show, but uh, let's be real. What else are you doing right now? That's what I thought. Uh, so yeah, you can find us on facebook.com slash dial H for hero clicks. Twitter is at dial H four. That's the number four hero clicks. We're on YouTube, youtube.com slash dial H for hero clicks. We're going to be uploading our Thursday throwdown videos every, every Thursday. Ooh, ah, make sure to vote for that on Facebook and Twitter. What you want to see played. Uh, you can email us at dial H for hero clicks at gmail.com all spelled out the whole thing. Um, we had a Redbubble order recently on a Redbubble store. If you want to buy stickers or T-shirts, I need to upload a new T-shirt design with the updated logo. Uh, you can check that out at redbubble.com slash dialatureheroclues. We recently had someone order and give it to someone as a birthday present, which is really, really cool. So absolutely appreciate that. So yeah, that is all my plug-in that needs to be done. Simeon. Well, with that, I think all I've got left to say is... We are sponsored by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest HeroClick singles and sealed products, all those board games in case you're bored and you need some games. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. All right. Happy trails. Mud, 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 mud,